Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, the podcast on faith and life for Christian women by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. They're here to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, and hopefully, by the grace of God, you'll make less mistakes along the way. Hi guys, I'm Courtney Howitt, and I'm joined today by Gail, Kara, and Helen. On this episode, we are going to be discussing Christmas traditions. Now, no two homes do December the same way. Some people follow the Advent calendar, some families anticipate Santa, some sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, and some don't even celebrate Christmas at all. These ladies wanted to give you a peek into how they have celebrated Christmas over the years. And who knows, maybe you'll pick up an idea or two. So there's a debate um, in different Christian circles on if Christmas is okay to celebrate and and how we celebrate it. So do you guys, can you guys weigh in on that? Do, do you believe in Christmas celebrations? I do. I think that separating the holiday doesn't make sense if you're not going to do that in every other aspect of your life throughout the rest of the year. Um, so I came from a faith tradition that taught us that the Easter bunny was bad and Halloween was bad and Christmas was bad and so you couldn't have anything and not to esteem any day higher than the next, but that doesn't really translate out when you have mm-hmm. to do that. If you're not doing it in every other part of your life, every other day of the year, then it doesn't make sense to me to just hold that for a holiday. Yeah, I know the Puritans were split on this. You know, sometimes we, us Reformers, like to look back at the Puritans, and, and they really were split. Uh, the reasoning I've heard is, you know, um, we're not to honor one day above the next, like Kara said. Um, I think that's personally dealing with worship and not other aspects. I think because of how consumeristic it has been, is that a word? It's become, <laughs> that... We don't want to be worldly, right? This is about Jesus. This is about his birthday. We see with the world, it's all about the presents and Santa Claus and all this. And so we should be concerned about that, right? But I also think there's no nothing prohibiting us from celebrating it. We need to do it as Christians before the face of God and try to honor him. But, you know, sometimes we can be, we can draw lines where God has not. And people say, well, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. Well, maybe not, but no one knows exactly his birth date. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is that, you know, we celebrate the birth of Christ and his resurrection all the time. But, you know, Resurrection Sunday, Christmas, we particularly focus on that. I think the whole Advent season, you know, preparing our hearts for for Christ, I think all of that is very, very beneficial and you know, there are so many things in this world that we have to draw hard lines, that we have to stand up and say, no, we are Christians. We don't do that. To me, this seems one like, I mean, everyone has, no one can bind anyone else's conscience, right? If, if you feel this is a sin, then obviously you can't do that. Everyone has to make that up for themselves. But I think, too, it's a, it's a chance to share the gospel that you celebrate Christmas. You, we might do some of the same things. You know, we put up a tree. Does a tree have pagan or, origins? So does your wedding ring. You know, mm-hmm. so take that off. <laughs> you know, if we're going to be, like right. Kara said, if we're going to be Draw really consistent with this down the line, mm-hmm. it could go on and on. And what really is our point? Of course we want to honor God. And I'm not saying people who don't celebrate the holidays 
don't want to honor God, I think that could be their motivation. But um, I think we have an opportunity here before the world. The world is saying it's Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) And we can make it about Jesus without saying we know it was December 25th or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps us to participate in our culture, include other people in it in a distinctively Christian way. Mm -hmm. I know for me, when we were kind of in that where you just didn't, and I was an onlooker for people that did not celebrate the holidays, I did not know that it was had anything to do with Christianity. I it could be many other hmm. religions. So if there's if you're abstaining, fine, but you should be still abstaining in a way that it is obvious that it is about Christ that you're abstaining. Otherwise how is that clear to the onlooking world? So I think both messages hmm. to do nothing if you're not doing it with a reason behind it to the looking world, they don't know. So uh, I think you have to find a way to abstain with a point and a message mm-hmm. to it. Otherwise, it's just... Otherwise, it just looks judgmental. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the... Not the... How you want to represent not only Christ, but your mm-hmm. family. And like, to Gail's point, it gives you an opportunity to share, yes, you know, we're not worshiping the tree. Our kids aren't right. <laughs> looking forward to Santa, putting the presents. I mean, some of these ideas where it takes the focus off of Christ... We celebrate like everybody else does mm-hmm. um, and still put Christ in the center of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, and it doesn't even have to be tricky. It's like, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know why we're making it. It doesn't have to be as hard, I think, as, as everybody's making it out to be. Mm-hmm. And we seem to do that. Many people do that with many of the holidays, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one we shout name, I, we all know it, which one that is. And <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know. know. What are you watching on TV? What's your viewing habits? Right. But a Christmas tree is evil. You know what I mean? We have to watch ourselves that we don't make our own set of what's righteous and what's not. And let's face it, we are all guilty of maybe skirt, you know, skirting around things for our own purposes. You know what I mean? We can justify what we do. And that's not what this is about. But I think there's an opportunity. So how do you guys as believers... Uh, make your Christmas time look different than the world's? Uh, For us, that's looked different over the years. Uh, We came from a a much more fundamental side that led to no. So trying to still bring in Christmas and make it about Christ, for a while we only gave each kid three gifts because Jesus was given three gifts, so we're trying to find ways to make that connection. It got really hard to stuff like 15 things into three boxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> their dad doesn't do well not buying them stuff. So that, just like, these were just packed full um, boxes, but there was just three. And, you know, then just giving yourself grace. Like we, um, we really tried to put the gospel on our tree. So there's a piece of the story of mm-hmm. the Christmas story on our tree. Um, we did a cake for Jesus's birthday. So we did the chocolate cake because of the dirt and like the blood and the stars and, you know, red frosting, all that stuff. So, um, we tried to do that first because Christ is supposed to be first in our life. So we put a lot of symbolism in there and, um, where we could, you know, and at some point, I don't know if I've just gotten old and lazy or, 
I've accepted more grace that, you know, it can, it can be easier than I was making it to be. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had to be so gospel centered and so it make, don't let it be worldly that it became legalistic and mm-hmm. I can yeah. be such a law dog about things that <laughs> I'm like, this will not be a secular Christmas. And, um, <laughs> but yet that heart was not Christ centered. It was trying to prove something to the world. So it's looked different for us over the years. And mm-hmm. uh, we still try to, you know, as a joke now, we'll still try to only have three things per kid or, you know, they're adults now. So it's easier. They just want little things. Um, <laughs> You know, so that's gotten easier. But now that we have grown kids, still trying to think, like, do we still want these things? Or are these things just for little kids? Or if they were important for little kids, should we have them with adult kids? And so that's kind of what we're asking ourselves now as adult kids. Like, if it wasn't just important because your kids are little, if it was important, mm-hmm. it's important. So um, I'm busting out a cake this year. It's going to be gluten-free. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we do the cake. We've done since the kids were little. We sing happy birthday to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems a little corny, um, but it it gets in their mind. You know, this is Jesus' birthday. This is Jesus' mm-hmm. birthday. And even when there were no little kids, now we have the grandkids, so we do it for them. But uh, we still did it because it's mm-hmm. what we did. When the kids were... Young, we used to do something called Advent Jesse Tree. I really recommend that resource. It's something where for every day starting December 1st, there's a little devotion that you can do with kids. And it starts with really the big picture story of the Bible. So you make 30 ornaments, which sounds really hard, but the great way to do it is to get 30 different moms to participate. And so they each make 30 of one ornament, so of the same kind, you know. And then you wrap each ornament, and then each day of the month of Advent, you open it up. The first one is the world, and then you read the creation story, you know, in this little devotional, and then it's a little apple with a snake coming out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's the creation, fall, flood, um, you know, there's a little rainbow. It's So every year for a month, they're getting the whole overview of the Bible and culminates in the birth of Christ. It's really cool. We tried to do... Um... Our thought process was that Jesus, God was not thinking about himself or even about his son on this day. He was thinking about others, thinking about us. And so we tried to um, sort of Adventy, but not really because of Advent. We tried to take each day and I would cut out little stars out of construction paper and our kids would bless each other. And you had to leave a star because kids are not very good about recognizing when they've been blessed. Sometimes you have to leave a star and then say, hey, I think you were blessed. Um, <laughs> you should go check. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That so, is so cute. Um, is that when they got a little bit older, every time they were blessed or they recognized that they were blessed, they put a little cotton ball in a jar. And then we did a family gift that way because mm-hmm. we are all one. So um, the kids like that. You know, not when they were little, little. We had to take a little kid with a car, you know, construction paper star. Tell your husband, look, someone blessed you. <laughs> your clothes are laid out. <laughs> Another thing we do is we, at Christmas Eve after dinner, we read the Bible story from Luke. Mm-hmm. And then we go around and share God's faithfulness to us that last year. And what we're praying for for the next year. And we pray. Really, Christmas Eve is pretty religious. Christian, not just, you know. False, I don't mean it like that, but you know, like very Christ focused. We go to church and then the presents are the next day. And even the presents, we tried to say, 
we give gifts to people we love because God gave us the best gift that there ever was in his son. Mm-hmm. We didn't do Santa. Uh, so our kids knew from a very early age that we weren't waiting for him. So uh, we just slept under the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve as a family. So and we would just talk about God's faithfulness and what he's done, where we saw him most show up in our life, where we needed him most as the kids got older. And it was cool when Chris and I could sleep on the floor and our backs <laughs> didn't suck. <laughs> we would just kind of like be talking over our sleeping kids. And so, we, you know, you could pray for their upcoming year, the things they want. Um, we always took a new word for the year. So around Christmas, we had been praying over a word. And What does that mean? Um, it's our theme word for the upcoming year. Give an example. So uh, last year, it was hunger, that we would hunger and thirst for mm. the righteous, Christ righteousness. righteousness. Um, and in my Bible, you can see every year what that theme had been. And I love that idea. posted around our house. So if you've ever been in my house, you see words. Those have been past words mm. for our year. Mm. Um, I just like the reminder mm-hmm. of how can you still enjoy the holiday and the time. This isn't a Christian thing necessarily, but because we weren't expecting someone to come on Christmas Eve, we just got in our jammies, got in a car, went and looked at Christmas lights, and drove mm-hmm. through Dairy Queen and got blizzards. And, Always uh, a good thing. So it was just uh, <laughs> just you know binding us close together. And, you know, Chris worked out of town a lot, so when he was home, you really stole that time back. And um, that was just kind of how I tried to focus, is how can we redeem this time? How can we redeem this holiday, rather than just not partaking mm-hmm. in it? We just let Christmas kind of happen... I, I wasn't, uh, I did not grow up in a Reformed community. Um, I grew up in a more Baptistic mindset. But our kids, our whole lives, 365, was always about ministry of some sort. So Christmas wasn't any other holiday for us in that respect. We did the tree, and um, I didn't grow up with Advent anything. So uh, those thoughts, not that they're not good things, but those thoughts never occurred to me, and I, right. I just wasn't exposed to that. So, um, you know, we had the tree and the gifts, but again, those things, like has already been said, that's was never the focus, but it was always about spending time around um, our Christian friends. We would do, whether that was a ministry-motivated event um, or even something as simple as fun as progressive Christmas party and Mm -hmm. progressive dinners, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So the kids always knew that it was a time of celebration and we were always doing that with people who who love the Lord like we did. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then of course, you know, Christmas Day was reading the story and before we opened the gifts and uh, the gifts weren't the focus. They were fun, but they weren't the focus. You can still, it can still be simple, Mm -hmm. but Christ-centered. You know, without all the extra, um, I think sometimes Christians feel the pressure. I've got to do this. I've got. We're not a right. Christian family if we're not following these rules. We're not doing it like those people do it. And those are all great ideas. And if you want to do that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be doing them out of obligation mm-hmm. or to keeping up with the Christian Joneses. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, and just whatever the Lord, because you, your spouse, you don't know what where they came from and what Christmas traditions and ideas look to them so when you come together you're kind of revamping this mm-hmm. what do we want to keep what do we want to change and what do we want to focus on 
So it can be simple and not expensive. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I think the whole idea, you know, I, there's a national average that people go into debt, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars every Christmas. Oh my goodness! I think that's no, that's a worldly thing. We don't need to copy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it can be simple. It can be within our means. We can make things special without getting into that kind of debt. One thing that has helped me is I buy things throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, those aren't clearance? No, that would be a good either for, you know, a stockings or something like that. Mm-hmm. So usually by the time, you know, November even comes, I've got everything. Unless you forget where you put them like I do. I tried that <laughs> once and I found the gift like months later. I'm like, oh, this was supposed to be for Christmas. I now it's a that. birthday gift. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And we mostly give the older kids money now because, you know, mm-hmm. they can get what they want. But I've hid money before and lost it and thought someone stole it and then found it. So now I tell one person, my Christmas money is here. <laughs> I know. I see the post it right yeah. there. <laughs> With a big arrow. Yeah. Money here. Christmas money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing my mom, it was not Christmas unless we did this huge baking day mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I always kind of hated it and now I'd give anything yeah. to do that again. So, um, Ashley and I are going to, you know, do it this year, whoever else wants to come in. But, um, what's fun about that is you can make a bunch of cookies and then you can give them to your friends and mm-hmm. it's just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my husband's family does tamales. That's what you do mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Make yeah. and I hate them. I hate them so bad. I, I don't really like them no, either. I, Sorry, I don't make them. I don't do it. Molly thought um, you guys don't. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and more for us. Yeah, maybe I've never had good ones. Yeah. But our kids, you know, it gave them a chance to, you know, we don't share the same faith as a extended family, and but it gave a connection. Just food somehow can mm. make a connection, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be big elaborate you don't have to be go preaching the gospel that moment but you know living you know just around yeah you know it speaks louder than you think and uh, as you were saying Helen trying to figure out what are these you know the backgrounds of everyone who's coming in the family and and how do we incorporate that and be inclusive yeah and as the kids get married and they bring their spouse in they need their own traditions and we've tried to tell our kids we love you and we would really miss you if you weren't here on Christmas or Christmas Eve. However, mm-hmm. you have to build your own traditions and no problem. You know, we never wanted to put that kind of pressure, you know, do what you want to do with your kids. We get to see you all the time. Yeah. And I, I've tried to really do that as our kids got older. I've always hated the holiday juggling of hopping. I'm like, how is this just fun? It's not, it's not it's fun when you have to go to three different houses. Yeah. Right. And so as our kids got older, we said, don't come here. Don't, <laughs> We'll see you some other day. Just take a breath. And <laughs> only hit two or three families' houses today. Yeah. You know, it's, it can be so much pressure that yeah. um, we started probably 15 years ago now. We did an open house. Some of it was because we wanted to find a way to to gather the people that ha- didn't have. So who do we know that doesn't have a house, doesn't have a family, doesn't have somewhere to go? And so it started as that, you know, uh, when we were younger, you know, there's always some military kid that doesn't have a family that year. Um, but then it just, you know, people, it became something we would do for people we didn't get to see as often as we would like to, you know, when you're in ministry, you're very focused on stuff and you don't get to see your friends as much as you'd like to. So it's very low key. It's literally, we just throw soup on a counter. 
I may or may not have makeup on. Sometimes my hair is brushed, but it's just so <laughs> low key that it's it's like one of our favorite parts of the holiday. It's just it's just fun, and there's nothing pressure about it. And I don't use fancy dishes on that day, and so for me, you know, after Thanksgiving I need a little break. But mm-hmm. uh, that's something we really started to enjoy doing. And it's grown a little bit every year. Yeah, I've heard that's a that's a spot you don't want to miss. Yeah, I've missed it. The, the penas. I <laughs> attempt to make the same soup for all of these years, and it has never yet tasted the same. What is it? <laughs> it's whatever I decide to throw in that. Oh. But what's what's the basic? It's, it was the base of three of my favorite soups. So it was menudo, um, green chicken chili, and mm. like a tamale soup. So. I just threw all of my favorite parts of those things in a soup. and that's... Menudo, that's not intestines or anything, is it? It mm-hmm. is, but see, it doesn't... <laughs> well, I don't use the intestines. I think I'm I busy on your soup. <laughs> I don't put that in there. So then but it's fun. Ish. Because there's, there's lime, there's olive, there's, there's like tamale, a can of tamale soup in there. It's good. But so. when people are like, what is this? I don't know. Yeah. So you don't put those intestines no. in there? No. Because no, 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 no. you like... The reason people is there imitation is because they like yeah the corn pozole. they like the hominy. Like the, the corn the hominy is the part with that chicken. everybody likes. So that's why meant... pozole is hominy, typically with um some kind of pork or something. Sorry, this was yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off track. <laughs> All right, we are really getting off track. So anyway, thanks <laughs> Thank for listening guys. and Merry Christmas. Whether your Christmas is simple and peaceful, or packed full of activities, we just hope that it's Christ centered. We pray that this discussion has been edifying to you and that you are inspired to redeem this season and to live out your December to the glory of God. Every year, we at King of Kings PCA have a Christmas Eve candlelight service where we read scripture, we sing carols, and we reflect on the importance of the incarnate King. Well, this year, we want to extend an open invitation to you and your family. It's been a really hard year, and we would love nothing more than to celebrate together. This year, we will be having two separate services as only one of the many mitigation efforts that we've put in place here at our church to ensure that our services are safe for you and your family this season. So please join us on December 24th at either the 4 p.m. service or the 5.30 service to celebrate as a community. And I'll be sure to put more details in the show notes for you. We look forward to bringing you another episode after the holidays. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us here at Not Our First Rodeo.